Hi, this is Dee Wallace, and you're listening to the Then Is Now podcast. What kind of a sick school is this? Things are afoot at the Circle K. You're going to need a bigger boat. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. You've got spunk. <laughs> I hate spunk. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Oh, righty then. How you doing? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Say hello to my little friend. I love to celebrate come in the morning. What are you people? On dope? Stop whining. I've got a crap on your deck that can choke a donkey. Hey! Who is your daddy? I'm sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Can I do that? I'll be back. A dynamite! Show me the money! Don't! Up your nose when you have the phone. A what? I'm sailing! I'm sailing! You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it. Pull it down. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Here's looking at you, kid. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Go to the coast. We get together. Have a few laughs. Hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. I love it when a plan comes together. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. We're on a mission from God. Hello and welcome to another fun and informative episode of Then Is Now Podcast. I am your host, Rigor. Soap operas have a rich history with their roots going back to radio dramas in the 1930s, both in the U.S. and the U.K. Soap operas get their name from the fact that when they originally started, they were aired in the daytime and targeted a female audience. Therefore, because most of the female audience were housewives at the time, the sponsors for these shows were manufacturers of soaps and detergents. The official description of what a soap opera is, is thus. A serialized narrative that continues from one episode to the next. Each individual episode generally switches between several concurrent narrative threads, which sometimes interconnect and affect one another, or may run entirely independent of each other. Episodes may feature some of the show's current storylines, but not always all of them. Especially in daytime serials and those that are broadcast each weekday, there is some rotation of both storyline and actors, so any given storyline or actor will appear in, in some, but usually not all of the week's worth of episodes. Soap operas rarely bring all the current storylines to a conclusion at the same time, and when one storyline ends, there are several other story threads at differing stages of development. Created by Frank and Doris Hursley, General Hospital premiered on April 1, 1963. It is set in the fictional town of Port Charles in upstate New York, and originally just focused on the lives and loves of the staff working in the town's General Hospital. It's not only ABC's longest-running soap opera, but is also the longest-running TV show in Hollywood history, holding the record for most daytime Emmy Awards with 14 wins for Outstanding Drama Series. Back in the late 70s and early 80s, General Hospital, or GH as the fans call it, pioneered action and adventure on daytime television and is still going strong today in 2021. 
On today's show, I will be joined by two wonderful ladies who do a regular podcast discussing the latest episodes of General Hospital, and I can't wait to get into it with them. If you've always cringed at the mere thought of a soap opera, or you've never seen General Hospital, well, <laughs> you're about to have your mind changed. And if you are a fan of GH, sit back for a fun and informative conversation. Class is in session. I have a bad feeling about this. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? Hey, you in my class? I am today. I think you should consider transferring to shock class. Whoa, whoa! Now, now, very few students are severely injured in shock class. Bueller. When you were in school. Bueller. Did you ever cut class? Bueller. Yeah, I guess I did. Sure, most kids cut classes. Good, sign this. Um, he's sick. I get so lonely when I hear that third attendance bell ring and all my kids are not here. Seven years of college down the drain. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You lack discipline. As long as I'm here, there will be no grades or gold stars or demerits. We're going to have recess all the time. Woo! Go, play, and have fun now. Folks, today's show is going to be a great discussion about my all-time favorite show, Joining me today are Amanda and Shannon, who host Pier 54, a GH podcast. Amanda and Shannon met in 2012 at their daughter's Girl Scout meetings and became fast friends because of their shared love of General Hospital. For years, they've wondered how many other fans had conversations and swapped text messages just like they do. The idea for the podcast occurred, but for over two years, they struggled to find a name. Then one day it hit. Pier 54. The pier is where all the hidden conversations take place on the show and secrets are revealed. What better name for a podcast dedicated to just that? Each week they release two new episodes. Monday is a recap of the previous week's episodes of GH. The reason they chose Monday is, as busy moms themselves, they know how important it is to be able to catch up on the weekends. Thursday is the Poor Child's 411. Each week they deep dive into a variety of subjects from character backgrounds, various storylines, interviews with other fans, industry professionals, and cast members. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming to the show, Amanda and Shannon. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm so honored because I've, I've been dying to cover GH on the show for so long. So this is, uh, this is truly an honor. Happy to help. Awesome. Awesome. So since this is audio, can each of you introduce yourself so the audience kind of knows who's who when you're talking? I'm Amanda. And I'm Shannon. Excellent. Excellent. So um, before you guys got on the mic with me, I, I did I recorded my usual preamble at the top of the show, which is generally short. And there was a couple of things I didn't get a chance to say that I wanted to impart on the audience. So if you'll indulge me for just a moment, I'd just like to start things off with a it's not really a rant. It, that's not the right word, but it's something that I like to say to people who scoff me and when they go, oh, you watch a soap opera? Okay. I'll go right ahead. Okay. Defend oh. us. Awesome. <laughs> so since soaps were originally targeted towards women and a lot of the stories were melodramatic, the common misconception is that they're always just about romance. Well, first of all, that's not true. While romance is a, a true key component of many daytime serials, there's more to it than that. General Hospital pioneered action and adventure on daytime television, and that's what got me hooked. To this day, there's not just romance, but gunfights, mob wars, spy, intrigue, murder mysteries, social issues, just so many wide and varied story types and themes. Now, I would like, just like the listeners to imagine this. Soap operas are just as creative as comic books. While most shows run around, regular TV shows run around 22 episodes and have a season, and then they have a break, and then another season, daytime soaps run every weekday, five days a week, 
all year long with no repeats, except on the occasional holiday. There are no seasons. That means these shows have to constantly reinvent themselves to stay relevant. They have to be constantly creative so as not to repeat storylines, especially for shows that run for decades. The actors have to be on their game all the time, especially today, because on any given day they have anywhere from 40 to 80 pages of script to do, and they only get one, maybe two takes, and maybe only a second take if someone flubs a line or something goes technically wrong. So, folks, listening... Please think about that. If it weren't for daytime soaps, we wouldn't have nighttime shows whose narrative continues from week to week, like Dallas, Dynasty, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and dozens and dozens of other shows that now have season-long storylines, like a lot of which are on the streaming services, rather than being simply episodic like in the old days. So I'd like the listeners to just sort of keep an open mind while they're listening to this episode if you don't watch soaps or if you've never seen General Hospital. And if you're already a fan of GH, then we are going to have some fun today. All right, that's it. No pun intended. I'll get off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was good. I mean, you're absolutely right. So um, at the end of our show, we actually do what we call the reality check because we know a lot of people think that Bobberth are possibly delusional. (laughs) And um, so, you know, we, we do our reality check where we share something fun. We just share something about our personal lives. To connect with the audience too but um i think that was really the motivation the, the behind motivation it. behind it was yes. to make sure that people knew we do know this is a show right <laughs> because we would have these conversations at the girl scout meetings and people would be like oh my gosh who are you talking about and <laughs> i think that's how we wound up starting to text more than actually talk in person because it's like all right these people are thinking we're weird <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, I started watching um, in 81. I was 11, you know, with the Luke and Laura storyline and, and Elizabeth Taylor and all that hype. It was really more the um, the Prometheus disc storyline with Robert Scorpio and, and Grant Putnam and all that. The kind of that that really hooked me to watch it on a regular basis. When did you ladies start watching? Um, I watched it a little bit when I was younger because my mom watched it, but I really got addicted to it around 93, 94. Nice. And then I was just a couple years later. Also, a friend of mine's mom watched it. And so when we would, we rode the bus together, it was actually, you know, one of my neighbors was also my friend. And we would stop by her house first on my walk home and her mom would be watching it. And so I'd catch like the last five, 10 minutes of it. And then in middle school, you know, we watch it over the summer. But then when I hit high school, I was really able to get more consistent with it. And it's funny that you just mentioned the Prometheus disc because we actually just covered Jimmy Lee Holt and Celia. Well, Celia is obviously part of Jimmy Lee's storyline right. and that introduced us to Grant Putnam and that Prometheus disc storyline I've heard a lot about, <laughs> but now I feel like it's something we need to go back and right. watch ourselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of this stuff is on YouTube, I believe. It is, yes. Yeah. YouTube is a wonderful resource. Oh, man, it's great. There's, there's so many things that I'll go back and, you know, it's it's this rabbit hole that I keep finding myself in. I'm watching old, you know, uh, I'll be watching like old, um, you know, Luke Spencer or Robert mm-hmm. Scorpio or Anna Devane storylines. And it's just so, so fun to watch and revisit those. Caught in those rabbit holes all the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's one point I wanted to make, too, and this is from my point of view, from being a male soap opera fan and having watched it since I was, like I said, 11, 
Um, you know, growing up, I was always into comic books and action movies and generally boy stuff. And like I said, I just got hooked on GH. Kind of similar situation. My mother and grandmother would watch it and they watched, you know, that and One Life to Live and All My Children. So I would always hear it. And that's how the, the storylines, at least for General Hospital, kind of filtered into my head and caught my attention. But growing up as a heterosexual male watching a soap opera... It was difficult at times, you know, I, I got made fun of it quite a bit. And, you know, I mean, you guys mentioned, you know, just just talking in general among other adults, people kind of, you know, scoff the fact that you watch a soap opera, but it was even harder for me, I think. But I was the type that I never gave into peer pressure, so I didn't give a crap what others thought. I was, you know, but I was constantly, up until recently, I would have to say, constantly having to defend myself or my decision to watch a soap opera. Um, was it as bad for, for females? Was it as bad for you guys as it was for me? For now, actually, I think it was more expected of us now. Like, oh, I watched that when I was younger and I'm like, well, that's great. I'm still watching it now. It's <laughs> yeah, <awesome."> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned that because, so we actually released a fan spotlight today that was also a male. And we realized that we've actually talked to more male fans and like other people, about, like other men about General Hospital rather than we've talked to probably a handful of women. Right. But like, you know, other podcasts that we've been on have been men. And the gentleman that we had on our show for today's episode, he said that he had spent some time in prison. And he said, they all watch it. They all watch General Hospital because they only get local TV. And that's the time of day that they were on. Huh. So I don't know. Do you, do you think the same? Yeah, I think definitely the same. Whenever you were younger, especially with all the teen storylines that mm. were in the 90s, it was just kind of expected that you were watching it and you had friends that watched it. But now that we're older, it's like, you know, you should have something better to do during the day. But we don't even watch it during the day. We're watching <laughs> it on uh, Hulu at night. So right. exactly. it's our escape. You know, it's our break from reality. It's but I think people do still think you're like sitting on the couch eating bonbons from three to four or two to three every day or something like, you know, not taking care of your work or family or whatever, because that's the soap opera time. And I don't know anyone who actually watches it that way. That is the soap opera stereotype. Yes. Though. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's funny because back in the 80s when, you know, obviously when you couldn't get it on Hulu, there was no such thing. You had to watch it at three or you missed it. There wasn't even the, the soap channel because I remember in the 90s I could or, or maybe the early 2000s, I could watch them at night if I missed it or my re recording was interrupted because the president spoke or something. And um, there was one time I used to do this. Uh, it was a paper route, but I wasn't a paper boy. I was driving at the time in the late, um, probably late 80s, early 90s. And I would deliver the stacks of paper at like four in the morning for the paper boys. And there was one time where maybe it was closer to the mid 80s. But anyways, um, I, I took a week off. I just needed a break. So I had a buddy of mine take over and he watched General Hospital. Also, I got him into it. And I, I went to watch it, and I fell asleep. And, uh, you know, oh, well, once in a while you miss an episode. And he, he comes calls me afterwards. He's like, oh, my God, did you see General Hospital today? I'm like, no, what happened? Oh, my God, Robert and Sean were chasing each other through the whole episode, and they were shooting at each other. And then they were on oh. this tram, and they were fighting, and Robert fell out of the tram, and we think he's dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, of my God. Of all the episodes for you to fall asleep before. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so from then until probably the mid-2000s, 2010, I recorded every single episode on VHS. I have like thousands of tapes in my storage unit that haven't even been labeled. <laughs> oh, we wow. need to get you to convert that to digital. Yes. I know. I know. I will. I will one day. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's so addicting. Um, you know, like what particularly attracts you guys to General Hospital? I think it's just 
you know, there's a part of it that feels like home because we did start watching it or I did start watching it with my mom whenever I was little. And so I remember doing that with her. And then it's something that you can always come back to. Like you said, you can miss an episode. You can miss a couple episodes. We've both taken time off, you know, during having kids and stuff. And then you come back to it and it only takes you a few episodes to feel like you're right back into it and just as excited as you were wherever you left off. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we've pretty much or I've grown up with Liz, you know, Liz and I are about the same age. And so it's I remember when she came on and, you know, it was her and Lucky and all that stuff. And I mean, yes, some of the storylines are far fetched, (laughs) but you can identify a lot with some of the struggles that these characters are having. And you mentioned in your soapbox that, (laughs) you know, the social issues, I think that that is something that has always been very well done on the show. And I think it's one of the reasons why I do continue to watch is because they really do try to keep it relevant and changing with the times. And, you know, going back to Luke and Laura, you know, what how, how they got together was fixed. Or not fixed, but you know what I mean? Like, right. they, readdressed it. they readdressed it. They addressed the fact that it was wrong. They yep. had Luke share that with Lucky. And, you know, I mean, I think that took a lot of that was pretty brave of them to do because they very easily could have just been, God only knows how many times they've rewritten the past, Yeah, you know, but they didn't, you know, they knew that this was an important enough storyline that they had to address it the way that it was done and fix it. And Well, that's part of it too, is the characters, as you said, you know, there are a lot of far-fetched storylines, which a lot of them I still love, but they, they're very human and very relatable. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one of the things that that makes it entertaining. You know, I've had a lot of weird things go on in in my personal life lately to not necessarily to me, but to people around me. And my wife and I just look at each other. We're like, oh, my God, this is even crazier than General Hospital. We have a lot of those conversations off (laughs) the record. (laughs) And then we're like, you know what? This is why we understand General Hospital, because our real life sometimes makes that look team. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And for me, like I said, it was the action adventure. I loved that aspect of the show. I've always, I'm always like waiting ever since, you know, I started watching, always waiting for a great, you know, uh, just even like a a fist fight, a gunfight. You know, you were always guaranteed every so often, maybe once every other month or once a, a month, you'd get a good fight scene in it. And as a guy, I just love that. I, you know, I remember one where Frisco Jones was, was um, fighting some bad guys and he, it's in the uh, Wyndham's in the department store. And there's like all these, you know, those dummies that they put the clothes on the mannequins. And there's one that had a hat on and you couldn't see its face. And it turned out it was Frisco and he lifts the hat up and we, we see that it's him. And then he kicks the bad guy's butt, you know, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I've talked about this on our show a few times. Like I, get done with the love scenes. I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just fast forward through this? Like it's candlelight, it's slow music. That's not how it's done in real life. And, you know, just, I'm I'm with you. I like the action adventure, you know, whodunit. We need a good whodunit. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to bring that up at a later point, but yeah, definitely, you know, good mystery because there's, there's too many secrets now. It's all about the secrets and who's holding this secret and that. Now I'm feeling like, all right, I'm a little done with secrets. You know, it's like, um, you know, first of all, secrets wouldn't get out if people wouldn't just keep talking about them out loud in the hallway of the (laughs) hospital. (laughs) 
<laughs> you mean the middle of the park right. is not the right place closing that you hit a body? You know, and I understand the sets are small in proximity, but sometimes <laughs> you have two characters talking about a third character, and the third character is literally 10 feet away from them. I'm waiting for the mm-hmm. guy to go or the girl to go, I can hear you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's never and that character really has no reason for being in the place where they are right you know so it's not like they work there or something it's oh you just happen to be here yeah yeah exactly now one thing i, I want to bring up before i forget i i wrote down in my notes here i had mentioned to you guys in my email that i had an embarrassing story happen to me and I, i've never yes. shared this on the show <laughs> so it, it relates to my whole little little um, diatribe about uh, my, my little monologue about growing up as a you know heterosexual male watching the show. So my wife and I, before we were married back in 2018, we went and saw Stone Cold and the Jackal show, which was amazing. I love those guys. I listen to their podcast all the time, and um, it was awesome. So we get there early, and we sit down, and we're next to this these two ladies, and we strike up a conversation, and we have a good time. And one of the ladies was like, oh... You know, it, it's so nice that you, you know, you came, you're, I'm sorry, you, you're so nice that your, you know, your wife dragged you to this. And she, my wife looks at her, she goes, oh no, he dragged me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um, so we're talking and then the show starts. And then at the end of the show, everyone, you know, lines up to get a uh, picture with uh, Bradford Anderson and Steve Burton. So the line was really long and we're waiting in line and my wife says, so like I said, at the time she, we weren't married, but she says, um, I'm going to go talk to those ladies and, you know, see if we can switch contact information. I'm like, sure. So she does that and I get into a conversation with people in the line and we finally get up. We're like two, three, four people away from Stone Cold and the Jackal. And so she joins me back in the line and she's telling me about her conversation with the two ladies. And one of them was like, oh, is, so is he like your gay friend or something? And she's like, no, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> and, uh, um, he, he just likes the show a lot. So that kind of just stuck in the back of my head. And I was like trying not to think about it. Um, and maybe I had had a couple of drinks at that point, too. So it was just kind of, you know, festering in the back of my head. So we get up there and I, I look at Bradford Anderson and, and Steve and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, I'm a huge fan. I've been watching since 81. I looked at Bradford and I go, you know, my ex-wife used to bowl with your aunt Bernadette. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And I said, Steve, I, I made that fan video about you on, on my YouTube page. And they're like, oh, you got to send that to us. So I'm like, it's fine. We take the pictures. We're walking away. The next group is going up to get their pictures. And I turn around and I go, and I'm not gay. And <laughs> the look on Steve Burton's face was like, like his eyes just was like shocked. He was like, what the heck? And we're walking away. And my, my girlfriend at the time, she goes, why did you say that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to go with you might have had a few drinks. That was yeah. probably yeah. If but, you went, So we've seen them twice. And if you went any place like we did, there was a drink minimum. So, right, <laughs> you can blame it on that. Exactly. There you go. In the establishment for <laughs> forcing you to have those beverages. Right, exactly. In order to enjoy my well, item minimum, so I should give them a little grace on that one. But, <laughs> yeah, I love their, we love their show. And it's funny because we actually saw them a couple months after we started the show. And my husband actually reached out to Bradford to see if we could interview him after their show. And... I mean, we have our own, he has his own laptop. I have my own laptop and I happen to use, oh, cause we used to use his for recording. editing our show and yeah. recording. And he left his email up and I just happened to see Bradford Anderson email, like in his email, I'm not a snooper. I feel like I always have to over justify this one. <laughs> and, and then I read like this whole thing and I kind of, I kind of got mad at my husband. Oh, she definitely got mad at her husband. But, but it's not a kinda. <laughs> but I was like, 
I was like, you can't do that. You know, that's, they're going to think we're crazy. They're going to be like, these girls can't come in or all this <laughs> because we had been, we had plans and we got them gifts. And so we made sure that we were at the end of the line and we gave them the gifts and um, we, we have shirts that say, meet me at the pier, which is how we say, we'll meet you at the pier at the end of our show. Right. And they read it and Bradford goes, did one of your husbands email me? <laughs> and I told him, I was like, oh God, we're going to get kicked out. And he's like, no, 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 don't be upset with him. You know, it's totally, totally fine. But you know, you're, you're never sure how that's going to really play out. Right, right. And sure enough, um, our first cast member interview was with Bradford. That's and he was so, so sweet. And then I know that you just had Sean Kanan on recently yep. and he had come to Pittsburgh for a book signing for success, success factor X. And I happened to go up and in Pittsburgh, you don't do anything except for watch the Steelers when the Steelers are playing. <laughs> and unfortunately he had the book signing while the Steelers were playing. So I wound up being the only person going to the book signing. Oh, wow. But I sat there and I was able to talk to him for a half hour. And then we were able to coordinate where we got to talk to him also. And so what that was almost, oh my gosh, this November, it'll be two years. Yes. Wow. So he was so gracious. And I do have to give my husband a lot of credit because I get in my own head a lot. And he kind of, between him and Sean, you know, made it okay for just ask. Yeah. Exactly. I, I've learned that too, doing this show. It's like, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know? I don't think we've gotten any no's either. We've gotten silences, but we haven't gotten right. any. Right. Anyone who's responded back has not said no. I've gotten Tristan Rogers. I've tried to get him on the show. And I, I usually go through their publicists. I try to anyways. And um, they were kind of hemming and hawing. So I, I told Sean Kane in this too. I, I'm at the point where I drew a picture of, of Robert Scorpio when I was 17. And I'm thinking of pulling that out and scanning it in and sending sending it to them saying, see how serious of a fan I am. Oh. <laughs> So, you you know what's a fun thing too about? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just said he's a cool dude. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I would love to talk to him. Did you know? All right, this is off topic, but um, I heard him on an interview. Apparently, he uh, was originally he was headed for California. He got the I think he was going to audition or he got the role as Robert Scorpio, and his manager comes up to him and says, uh, "Yeah, this these people want you for this part. It's called Mad Max." And he's like, "Nah, nah, I'm going to America. I've already got it booked." And of course, they gave it to Mel Gibson, and he became an international movie star. Wow, I. Why do I think I knew that? Did he talk about that on Stephen Bradford's show? He, he may have mentioned in that. I had heard him say it on, okay. on another show a couple years ago. But yeah, he said it on that too. So, But anyways, uh, I wanted to mention too, isn't it funny when you try to explain to someone a storyline on General Hospital, a person that doesn't watch the show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like even if they just walk into the room and sit down, they're like, oh, what's going on? And then you start to tell them and you're hearing the words coming out of your mouth and you're like, wow, this sounds crazy even to me. So my husband, anytime he sees Michael Easton on the show, he goes, so is he a doctor, a vampire, or a cop? <laughs> I'm like, we're still a doctor, but we're the second doctor. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, one of the um, one of your recent episodes, you mentioned um, how uh, they were talking about Jimmy Lee, and they someone said they had read it in the travel guide to Port Charles. And you guys were talking about that. And I have that. And I've just before the show, I was trying to leaf through it to see if I could find it. I'm pretty sure Lucy does mention him somewhere in the book. And it also, and we couldn't, we skimmed through. It was Maxie said it on the show that she read it in, in Lucy's book. That's right. Yeah. Cause we both have it. And we're like, I didn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Remember they mentioned 
the Quartermains living above Ruby's, but or above Kelly's whenever Ruby worked there. But I don't know where they specifically said that Jimmy Lee Holt was who caused all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find it either. But again, like I was just skimming through it. I had read it you know, a couple of years ago, um, which I love that book, by the way. If, if fans of General Hospital don't have it, it's The Travel Guide to Poor Childs. It's written from the point of view of Lucy Coe. And I, I just love the fact that, like, in the in the um, the footnotes, sometimes she's having arguments with the editor or the other characters are chiming in saying, no, no, this is what's supposed to, what happened. And <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a great book. And it was funny because, I mean, so they need to come out with Edward's memoirs. We need to quit referencing it and just give us the book. Yes. And then somebody either on Twitter or Instagram was like, yeah, and we need that real travel guide. And I was like, oh, you go get it. I was like, it's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Greetings, this is Mr. Lobo. Are you a sinsomniac? Do you stay up late and watch what normal people call bad movies till dawn? Black and white low-budget pot boilers, box office bombs, West German talking car movies, rock bands versus monster movies, broken down school films, midget zombie and midget spy flicks, guys in gorilla suit movies, even old TV commercials, inappropriate cartoons, drive-in snack bar ads, and worse? <clears throat> <clears throat> Well, we like to say they're not bad movies, just misunderstood. Stay up late with Miss Mittens, your host, Mr. Lobo, and a revolving door of special guests, fellow horror movie hosts, robot monsters, and lovely real seven girls for a late night TV slumber party that we call Cinema Insomnia. You can watch us on channel OSI 74 for Roku. We even have some episodes on Amazon and Alpha Video DVD. You may never get a good night's sleep again. Prepare for a spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Hear your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classic and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher, or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodgson. Listen to the discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival, Classic Monsters, Modern Talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Stadium. So, you know, we mentioned earlier that they talk about um, current issues, and you guys said you started watching in the 90s. So you were there for the um, the um, Kimberly McCullough and, and, you know, the Robin and Stone storyline, right? I was, Shannon wasn't. I was right after, because oh, he passed okay. away right before summer break. Yeah, because that was really profound. I, you know, of course, at the time, I didn't really know much about AIDS or anything, and I learned a lot watching that show, and they were, they were very delicate with, with how they dealt with it, and they... they you know, I thought they did a great job of not being too technical. You know, Alan, I thought, really came through as a really strong character in support of Robin. I just watched it for the first time because this past November was the 25th anniversary of Stone passing away. Oh, yeah. And, oh, that's right. He passed away in November because whatever. Not whatever, but... I think you missed them falling in love. 
yeah. interested in whenever he was passing away. But then, so we had read Robin's diary as we sometimes will read the books that are about the show and stuff. Yep. The first time that I actually sat down, and this is where YouTube's amazing, I sat down and watched them fall in love, their relationship, and him passing away. And I've seen Stone pass away a million times. You know, it's always, it's one of those scenes, you know. Yeah. Luke and Laura getting married, even if you've never seen the whole episode, you know them exchanging their vows. You know, that's kind of how Stone saying, I can see you, Robin, and then passing away. You yeah. know, that's just, I was a hot mess. <laughs> and when we were recording, I was falling my eyes out. And then we had the privilege of speaking with Michael Sutton. Oh, wow. And he was just so gracious. And it was a great conversation. That's amazing. He was amazing. He totally understood from a viewer's point, the connection that we had to him. It wasn't like he was over it and let's move past it mm -hmm. and talk about the other things that he's done. He really did connect with that character and just honor him mm -hmm. the way that the fans felt was necessary because that storyline was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. That's awesome that he's able to embrace it like that. You know, it's it, I think it's hard for some actors to uh, eventually they do come around, though, like even Anthony Geary, you know, for years, he had to separate himself from Luke Spencer. And I, I finally heard him on an interview one time because I never understood it as a kid. I, I'm like, why is he why is he going? I'm not Luke Spencer. I'm not Luke Spencer. And he said it. He said it one time. He goes, we were on the cover of Time magazine. It got to a point where I totally believed that I was Luke Spencer. It's like, I had to separate myself from the character to save my own sanity, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but it's awesome that Michael Sutton's able to do that. I mean, the times he's only come back, what, a couple times as a ghost and he still looks the same. Yeah, like, like two or three times, yeah. 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 He, came once to, he came once to Sonny and once to Robin, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. Oh, man. I remember, too, they had a lot of, um, uh, they've had a lot of milestones. I, I can't remember. I, there was one in the 90s, which was like maybe the, the 8,000th episode or something. And then in 2002, they did the 10,000th episode, which I can't remember. One of those was like a nighttime episode they did. And it may have been the aftermath of, of Lily's explosion. I remember something about Laura coming back and there was a car explosion in it. And it was weird because rather than just keep it as shot on video, they altered the frame rate so it looked like it was on film, but it had a weird sort of stuttering effect to it. It, it was kind of odd looking. Okay. But that was fun. They did a, they've done a lot of cool things, like when Carly found the speakeasy under Kelly's, and so they had a whole yes. 1920s episode. Or just like the one that they did this past year with the voting, oh, women's yeah. right to vote. And that was actually Eden McCoy's 18th birthday was, or no, that was... Um, <laughs> Okay, this is where I'm messing up. <laughs> that was actually that was actually Jocelyn's 18th birthday, but it was actually okay. So they've aged her 11 years, but it was right. the day that she. So, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, they've had a lot of cool specials like that and, and celebrating their episodes. I think they aren't they supposed to be celebrating Stuart Damon pretty soon. Yes. Yeah, we're just not sure when. Yeah. I, I always loved him. I loved him as Alan Quartermain. I mean, to me, as a kid, too, and I saw him on a show called The Champions, where there were these people in an airplane that crashes in, like, the Himalayas, and they get rescued by these monks, and the monks grant them superpowers. And he was great in that. It wasn't a great show, but, you know, it was fun. But he was good, and that's all that matters. Exactly. What's 
for years, I have been telling Amanda, because I love Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. I love Leslie and Warren. And, you know, he was Prince Charming. Yeah. And when he sang, you know, 10 minutes ago, I saw you at the nurse's ball. I'm like, it was the best. And sure enough, when he passed away, what did you see all over the place? That. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I was just like, oh, I still have to give you that DVD so you can watch it. You do. Okay. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> They've had a few spinoffs too, uh, Poor Charles and uh, what was it, General Hospital Night Watch? Night Shift, yeah. Night Shift, that's right. And I loved Poor Charles. I, I, I did watch Night Shift, but not, I didn't quite get into it. I think it was just time. I just didn't have enough time to watch it. Um, but one, one thing I loved about Poor Charles was that it ran concurrently with the main show. It was almost just like an extra half an hour of the show, but it was on at like 1230 and General Hospital was on at three. But it was like, if it was raining in Port Charles, it was raining on General Hospital. You know, if it was snowing on one show, it was snowing on the other show. I loved, they were very consistent with it. It's just, I think they, they screwed up in the fact of putting it on at 1230 rather than putting it on right before General Hospital or right after it, you know? Yes, that's why I never watched it. It was too much of a space between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think I had TiVo at the time, so I was able to kind of catch them. Just watched Night Shift last year, last summer, when there were new, no new episodes because of COVID to keep our show going. Oh, okay. You know, we still maintain, watched Night Shift. There was five discs. I think so. In season one. And so we were able, we watched a disc a week and then we gave the recap for those. And then season two was only available on YouTube. And they actually came back, I think it was the week after we finished mm-hmm. Night Shift. And we've never finished watching the ship now, <laughs> but, but it was really good. I'm surprised that we have it because Jagger came back. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's your boy. I love Jagger. <laughs> Didn't like, yes. I think Robert Scorpio had cancer and mm-hmm. they had Billy D Williams on the show and Jason shot up yes. a lot of bad guys and. They, they did a lot of cool things on that show. It's Yeah, that is one they have to revisit. I wish they would put GH on DVD. I mean, they did it with Dark Shadows. You know, granted, Dark Shadows ended, so there's a finite amount of episodes, but they should still at least release, you know, I don't know, a, a year. Thing. They own, they're owned by Disney, and Disney has Disney+. Plus. You can actually go on Disney Plus's website and suggest shows for them to put oh. on. Well, then oh. I, I suggest the listeners go out there and do that right now. I know I'm going to yes. do it after the show. We should put that plug on. Yes. We talk about it a lot, but we really should put that plug on like every single week of our show. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys... Even if they just wanted, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, Even if right they in. just wanted to release like a highlight reel because there was the videotape. I still have that VHS tape of the best weddings of the show. I have that just too. Just kind of take you back <laughs> to that timeline. If they could do something, I feel like that would bring new viewers in too mm-hmm. because you'd remember the old stuff and want to see where they've gone from there. Right. Or, or even what they could do, too, is like, um, uh, that's a really great idea, because I was thinking about that, too. But, like, I was just watching one recently on YouTube. It was, um, it, oh, because um, uh, Sean Donnelly, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, my mind's drawing. John Riley. John Riley died. And I went back, and I was watching, like, the first time he was on the show, and Luke was kind of on the run. He shows up at Donnelly's place, because Scorpio told him to go there. And that they should take storylines, too, and just put one yes, storyline yes. on, a, on a set yes. of DVDs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what we do. That's how we watch a lot of. So when we do our character, we, we watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> so we're currently preparing for Alan because we know that they're going to do. And we've thankfully been able to see a lot of Alan through all these older storylines that we've revisited. But there's still a lot. He was on for 30 years. Yeah. Like with like especially with the ones that are on the show now. Like. Monica, she's 
she goes through spurts where she's on more than other times, you know? Yeah. New fans might not know Monica, you know, the Monica that we knew from the 90s and, you know, from the 80s, who was, she was not taking any, she was not taking any crap from anybody. Right. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's funny, too. I like when they do stuff like they, they kept talking about Helena's lab. And I was wondering if are there are people out there who've only recently started watching the show and do they know who Helena Cassidyne is, you know? They don't and need... I think that's what the the point of... That's where got the idea to do the 411 because exactly that. How many people are just starting to watch the show and are like, but who's that? Right. One fan, who was it? it was, I forget who it was, but she didn't know that jerry jacks had been recast was it jerry jacks Mm -hmm. it was somebody yeah but didn't know the storyline from before and we're like oh no 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 he used to be engaged to bobby you know it was that kind of blew her mind yeah that's funny yeah yeah it's amazing i've 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 heard rumors about jerry jackson i'm not going to say it if nobody's heard them as well but i did want to bring up too at one point um do you recall a few years ago i'm going to say somewhere between three and five years ago there was a time where the show was edited at a much more faster clip. And a lot of times the scenes were shorter, but they would tend to overlap each other. So you'd have two characters like Sonny and somebody talking, and then somehow it would segue into two other characters talking, but it it quasi-related and it would kind of bounce back and forth, like a juxtaposition between the scenes. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, I wonder what happened to that. It's, it was great. I really, it was a nice fast clip, but it was enjoyable and you still got all your story in. I wonder, you know, what changed in the regime that stopped them from doing that? I think we ask a lot about different things, <laughs> <laughs> about a variety of things. I was like, so what, what was the, I know that they don't owe us any answers or anything, but sometimes you're just like, okay, what was the thought process there? Right, right. Maybe it was too fast paced for some people. Like the longer, the long time viewers that are a little bit older than maybe any of us. Maybe it was too fast for them. That's ageism. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying that it has to be it, but maybe that's just not their cup of tea. Like I don't like some of the certain camera angles that they use. Like, that annoys me when they're like following people. I'm like, stop mm. doing that. I just want to see the whole scene. I don't want you chasing the person. See, and I like that, but no. I like I like it only when it makes sense. What like the so handheld like, shots? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like last week when Jason was kind of creeping up on Finn and Liz, that made sense because you're coming at it from that. Right, right, right. right. No, I got that. But some of them, I feel like they just do it to show off and it doesn't make Mm -hmm. the scene better, in my opinion. You would think at this point now, the show's what, 58, 59 years old? Wouldn't the prop guys put a weight in the coffee cup so it looks like there's actually a liquid inside the drink? (laughs) It's so obvious that the cup is empty because of the way they're holding it. (laughs) Yep. I think that's an industry-wide thing, though, that needs to get. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, and we'll start jumping into the storylines, the modern storylines a little bit. I just want to bring up a few other things. Uh, You know, like the poor Charles Police Department, the PCPD. I always refer to them as the Keystone Cops because they are the worst police department in the world. Ever since Robert Scorpio left as commissioner, (laughs) they can't catch a bad guy (laughs) to save their lives. Mac did okay. Yeah, Mac was all right. Mac, all right, I, I, and this, I'm not disparaging someone's looks, uh, but the one thing that used to annoy me about Mac is that the top of his hair was gray, and I, I would be yelling at, at the screen going, dude, dye your hair, because personally for me, I find, uh, if, if like my hair's starting to go gray, I find that an affront. 
I, I think it's just very rude for someone, you know, in higher up to have done that to me. I didn't ask for it to go gray. And my wife's like, <laughs> oh, I think gray looks nice on men, you know? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> okay, well, coming from the female standpoint, we can't stand what they do to Sonny's hair. Right. Like, that's fake. When they were letting the salt and pepper come in, it was so nice because it was real. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they went and colored it again. See, now I had the opposite opinion. I cheered when I saw that they had colored his hair. I was like, yes, he's back to black hair again. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, I can't stand it. It's it's like, especially like Mac had really dark hair as well. He had black hair. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, dude, just either pick a color or just make it black. Right. We could go into like a whole deep dive as to why you guys think that way, though, because my husband often says that he's going to go get that just for men for his beard. I'm like, it will look so fake. I'm like, just let it grow in. And I don't know if I'm being offensive because I've had white hair since I was like 14, 15. And it's just increased. But I don't know. I think it's different for women. Yeah. It's like, like I said, for me, it's just a personal thing. Like I'm kind of losing my hair too. And it's, I just, I just find that totally rude. There's no reason for that. I didn't tell my (laughs) hair it could fall out. You know? Um, one thing I wanted to bring up too, uh, real briefly is, um, some of the fan interactions on the Facebook groups I found can be annoying and don't get me wrong. I love the fans. If it wasn't for the fans, the show would not be here and it would not be lasting as long as it is. But there was a, a year or two ago, I was trying to put out, you know, thoughtful analysis about the stories and what was going on. And I would get just rude, negative responses from people. And I'm like, why are you, why do you have to be that rude? You know, like when Cyrus was first on the show, okay, yeah, he was a disgusting villain, you know, uh, a heinous villain. Nobody liked him, but that's the whole point. And I, I got on, I got on one of the pages and I was pointing out what a great actor Jeff Coper was. I didn't really know who he was at the time. I didn't realize he had been on China beach and, you know, sons of anarchy and all those shows. And, um, you know, he was killing it. He was doing a great job. And some lady goes, she posts, what are you, his agent? I'm like, oh my gosh. No, but I know good acting when I see it. And she just kept attacking me and she couldn't get beyond the fact that she didn't like the character and st- take a step back and say, oh, yeah, but he's doing a great job as an actor. Yeah, we, um, so we have some rules that we follow. We don't do ship wars because people get nasty over who's hooking up with who. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't swear and we don't do spoilers. So like, I guess we don't do the three S's, but <laughs> We feel the same way, you know, it's, we don't agree on so much, but we've been friends for almost 10 years. We are doing this show, you know, we have these discussions every week and we have our discussions live. We don't talk about the stuff that's happened. So like after we're finished with you, we're not going to talk about the show this week until Sunday afternoon when we record, because we want our conversations to be authentic, but there's a time and a place, you know, and especially when people start attacking the actor and, I, and we have to stop doing it because we do it with the writers too. And we say, why are they writing it that way? And it sounds like we're attacking the writers and we honest to goodness don't mean to be saying that. We're just wondering why is this being done? Right. You know, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of fans that just seem to forget that the actors are not the characters. And when they're hating a character that they're supposed to hate, that means they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Or when right. you're crying because you're supposed to be crying, the actor's doing what they're supposed to be doing. So you know, I had that about Cyrus. I said every episode, I think, I hate him. I mean, I don't hate him. I just, he's the person to hate because he did such a good job. so disgusting. Right. Exactly. In real life, I would be like, oh, man, I know that's not actually you, but you're a jerk. Because- that's why we need 
I'm going to interview him because you have to talk to him. <laughs> he just, he played it that well. Yeah. Of course you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And he's so good. And it's funny, you know, it's like the fans get up and up in arms about like recasts or, or, you know, even like actors like Michael Easton and, and uh, Roger Howarth coming back as a different character. Which, you know, yeah, okay, with a recast, sometimes it takes you a while. Like, it took me a while to really um, like Emmy Ryland because I was so used to, um, uh, of course, really? yeah, uh, playing Lulu that, you know, it takes you a while sometimes. Like, especially with the current one with Spencer Cassidyne. Granted, I was personally disappointed just because I like Nicholas Bechtel as an actor, but I don't have an issue with the new actor, with the recast. Uh, my only issue is I don't think they're writing him like Spencer Cassidyne. Right. Which could actually be a good thing too, though, because they're aging him and they're going to allow this kid to have his own. They're not going to try to make him Nicholas Bechtel. You know, they're going to allow him to be whatever it is. He's so vague right now, though. I feel like we haven't. I feel like as long as they're aging him up and giving him real life stories in the way that he can identify as that character, because like yeah. we talked about, Whenever he sent the teddy bear to Avery, that's not something that Spencer would no, have done. That's no. out of character. I mean, he could be a jerk, but he wasn't mean like that. Right. He wasn't vicious. Okay. To a smaller child. Maybe someone his own age. When he was six right. and he was picking on Cam, yeah. Yeah. But you would think that by the time he's 18 or so, he's not going to try he's to not gonna torture upset a child. a child. Well, when I figured out it was Spencer before they, they revealed it, I, I was thinking this might be some kind of mental disorder. He may not be the Spencer we knew, you know, even though, you know, he was always over the top and doing crazy things. He was never, I don't want to say psychotic, but he was never that far off the rails. And all the stuff that he's done, like you said, the teddy bear, which somehow he gets uh, Ryan's voice on it, which we'll just let that one go. But, um, you know, I, I think there's something deeper. There's a deeper problem with him, and that's going to come to the surface. Oh, that would be good. That would be really good. And that explains, well, in fact, to how they cover real life things. You know, Laura has had mental health issues in the past. Yeah. And so that would, that would bring that in. Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, he's kind of been abandoned by Nicholas. Right. Right. All those factors. Uh, that's what I was thinking. And, and it's funny because there was a moment where Nicholas was kind of going, you know, how could they have done this? Who would get nobody knows the combination to the safe. Nobody knows the security code, uh, you know, and I'm thinking, well, who would? Well, Spencer is the only one that probably would know those things aside from maybe the housekeeping staff. But, you know, they don't seem to be on the table as terms of suspects. And uh, then, of course, you know, it did turn out to be him. But then he's like, you know, doing the whole carry thing in in the. Uh, uh, in the art gallery, that yeah. there's something wrong there. I think I'm a little disappointed that Trina hasn't figured that one out yet. Right, right, yeah. I feel like she is suspicious enough. She has enough suspicion in general. You know, she's she's a pretty sharp kid. Yeah, but yeah. I'm surprised. She'd be like, wait, you hate Ava. You're suddenly here. All this stuff just happened, and you have the same eyes as because she was looking him dead in the eyes when that happened. Yes, yes, she would have recognized his eyes. That's what I, I mean. That's just how I feel about that. Yeah, absolutely. So now that we're touching on the current storylines, let's get into it a little bit. Now, I want to say um, we could talk about up to yesterday's episode because what is today? Today is the 29th. Well, we won't talk about this week at all. We won't talk about this week at all. Okay. Can I talk about. Um... Sorry. <laughs> all right. So I can't say anything about that then. 
<laughs> well, no, because so here's the thing: we might not have watched it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I won't say anything then. But I had some theories like last week. I didn't watch anything until Friday, so yeah. All right. I had some theories about something that's going on, but I will skip over that. And I'm going to, we're going to have to circle back, maybe even off mic at some point, because I want to talk, talk to you about, I'll listen to your next episode. <laughs> we'll go from there. Absolutely. Yes. So one character I can't stand, and I haven't heard on your show enough to know your opinion, but I can't stand Molly. I've never liked <laughs> Molly. <laughs> I just find her so annoying. And uh, I don't know. Every time she comes on, I want to fast forward, but I know there's going to be an important plot point that I'm going to miss. I don't know that we've ever actually really discussed Molly. She was so cute when she was little. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was... Haley is a great actress. I think that what they... I don't know if I really care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's. it doesn't seem like... And same with TJ. You know, they used to have much more in-depth storylines and they have a great storyline going on right now, but they're still not on enough to be in it. Yeah. You know, and it's, I think that's the thing is if we don't see them doing anything else other than just that, we're just like, okay, that's all that you're doing. And it seems to me that the, the creators or the writers or the producers, they, they know their audience. They know that there are various factions of people out there who watch the show of, of different demographics, different ways of thinking, different lifestyles. And so Molly has all these kind of uh, offbeat ways of thinking and doing things like she doesn't want to get married. Oh, but she'll do the, um, the service there, you know, the partnership thing there. And Okay, I had a so, lot of comments about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there are people out there that probably do have that thought. So they're trying to sort of appeal, have a mass appeal. So there's one character that these people can identify with and one character that I identify with, one character you identify with on certain levels. I, I think anyways, that's my theory is that they're trying to appeal to a really broad level of people. But I think by doing that, that they've kept her boring because she never goes far enough into something to make you care. Right, like when she slept with Brando, that was it, it was hard to watch because you're like, you've been in love with TJ since you were 12, you know, right. Right. or 14. <laughs> right. But that you was know, the first time she'd been anywhere. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. the first time she had been. It was the first time that she had really been interesting in a while. Yes. Because her and TJ were getting boring. Yeah, exactly. And so that was spicing it up. And then they didn't go anywhere with it. It just went right back to, oh, here's TJ. Other than TJ awkwardly shaking his hand or pushing him a couple weeks ago. Right. right. Cool. <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I love Brando. I like. I, I, he's really grown on me as a character. I like. Um, I like the dynamic. I love him and Sasha together. And I, as much as his mother is super annoying, I think she's highly entertaining. Yes, <laughs> she's another one I love to hate. She gets on my nerves so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Job right. Then. Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and what about the pool set? I, I think that's amazing. We think it's great. But you also live on the East Coast. It's not going to be open past Labor Day. Well, so why do we have it at the end of July? Okay, that's my question. Do they have a roof or not? Because they're talking about getting sunburns. So there's no roof? Or is it a roof that opens up? They just keep calling it a rooftop pool. It would make more sense if they had a retractable roof to it. Because then they could use it year-round. But I haven't heard them say that. Okay, I missed yeah. them saying rooftop pool. Okay. Okay, so yeah, I... From the way I'm looking at it, yeah, it's going to shut down in a couple of weeks because it's going to be snowing. So exactly, yeah, that is it is weird, but I, I like it. It's, I think it's refreshing. I like when they do new sets. I think that it's you know bringing a new dynamic. It's funny though 
how no one's ever talked about swimming before. Now suddenly everyone needs to go swimming. Mm-hmm. Is it a public it's the pool? only place in town. Everybody in yeah, town is there. Right, exactly. We said that on our last episode. Do you not have to pay to get into this pool? You just show up at the Metro right. Port and go ahead. <laughs> I know. I'm watching it with my wife the other day, and we're like, well, he's not a guest. He's not a guest. She's not a guest. All right. Jocelyn, yeah, you, you can, she, her mother owns exactly. the place. But... <laughs> exactly. Right. And her friends. I mean, absolutely, 100%. But it does not. And it makes sense that she would allow Brando and then have to tolerate Gladys being there. And then, of course, she's going to be indebted to Sasha the rest of her life. I mean, she's already pretty much told her that, you right. know, but right. rest really don't make much sense. Yeah, like Dante and Rocco being there, which right. they had no reason. Right. <laughs> when does Dante relax? I mean, come on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Then you've got the the Willow and Michael and Chase triangle going on, which it's uh, in my opinion, it's almost kind of a retread of what Chase and Sasha had done in terms of huh? keeping a secret so the other people will, will succeed in whatever they're doing. I think that was about the custody of Wiley. But now it's like, uh, it's, poor Willow just keeps digging herself deeper and deeper into this thing. And it, it not that I don't like the storyline, because I do, but it just makes me uncomfortable. The more that Chase is trying to to walk and to be a husband to Willow. And the more you can just see the look on her face, like, oh my God, he, he lived. Oh my God, he, he's going to walk. You know, <laughs> she's just like, what do I do? You know, it's, it's right. They just need to let her be single for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is the actress that plays Willow. She, to me, she looks just like, and you probably never watched the animated show Speed Racer. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but she looks just like the character of Trixie in that. If they ever did another Speed Racer, oh. I think she should be up for the part. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she she totally looks like, like I called it up a picture of it on my phone to show my wife when she was first on the show, which she's come a long way as an actress. When she was first on, she you could tell she was new and she hadn't acted a lot. And now I like I totally buy everything she does. You know, I like her. I think she's a great actress. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think she, yeah, she's definitely become a great actress. But my favorite of the recent storylines, and I was hoping this would happen and it did. And, and then there's a, I have a question at the end of this, but when they had the meeting of the five families and Cyrus was there and Carly was there and they were trying to oust each other. And Carly did exactly what I predicted she was going to do. She walked in, she owned that room. She reassured the five families that nothing was going to change and boom, Cyrus was gone. And that was amazing. I thought I, I was clamoring for that for like a couple of months before that. I'm like, Carly needs to just step up to the plate. She can do it. She's got the chops. She could easily take over the organization. And then the whole thing came down about, well, who's it going to be in charge, Jason or Carly? You know, they're going to think we're weak because one of us has to kill the other. No, you don't. She takes Sonny's, she steps into Sonny's shoes, and Jason continues to be on as the enforcer. Am, am I wrong? Nope. I 100% agree. That's exactly how it should have gone. You know, why? Them well, getting married is stupid. It's really stupid. It's just a ploy to keep um, Jason and Britt away from each other, story-wise. Right. And they were so good. I know. I know. I really like the turn that Britt's character has made, too. I like that she came back that way. You know, you she came back and you knew something was up. And that explains her just being so all about hooking up with Julian. Right. Because she was probably like, all right, I'm just going to do this now while I can, you know? Right. Yep. She was only back for, I mean, that short couple weeks that she was back. That's pretty much all she did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but But then coming back now, you know, she came back with a different demeanor. And what I don't understand is, uh, 
why doesn't Jason say to certain people, like Monica, like Britt, just say, look it, if, if, we d if Carly and I don't get married, we're going to look weak and they're going to kill us all in the town. They're going to blow up the town. We just have to do this as a front. You know, he can trust at least a couple of people with that. And they keep dancing around it. Him and Carly both say, well, it's good for our family. And we know that that's code for the family, you know, the, the Corinthos family, the organization. But I, you would think that either they would confide a couple of people with the truth that need to know the truth or... People are going to catch on. Oh, when you say family, you mean the coffee business, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely should have told Britt. Yes, yes. And I don't know what Carly was doing going up to her and making it seem like it was completely different, but that was absurd too. And Britt saw right through that. Yeah. Which is great. I love when you can, there's such good actors, you can just see the look on their face. And even in that scene, I looked at my wife, I'm like, she's seeing right through this. She is not buying this one at all. <laughs> right. Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast, it's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, cats and kittens, do you remember the 50s jukeboxes, hot rods, malt shops, and sock hops? No, not really. Oh, well, do you remember that TV show Happy Days? You know, Fonzie and Richie and all like that? A, sit on it, etc.? Kind of. Then join us for These Days Are Ours, a Happy Days podcast where we watch every episode and give you the lowdown on what it all means. Find us at thesedaysareours.libsyn.com and follow us on Twitter at Fonzie Podcast. Be there or be square. You're sure you don't remember sock hops? Sorry, no. Okay, then. So, um, can you guys make some predictions for storylines or should we, is that an area we shouldn't go into? Oh, God, no, we can do that. Cool. <laughs> we do. We do that every Monday. Oh. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, which one do you want to start? I don't with? know. Go ahead. The the, the I... maxi baby thing. Oh. <laughs> I want Brooklyn to confide in Valentine, and I want him to get mad, but I want him to understand because I think that I I want him and Anna together, but I also think that he and Brooklyn have such amazing chemistry that I, I just i want to see them interact more yeah and get mad at each other and then i don't know maybe no because i want him with anna but i don't know she needs to she needs to confide in him because she care yeah right doesn't want to hurt him so that's that's where i am i i agree i agree 100 although i do like Valentine and Anna together too i would love to see them although i do like anna and finn together too so i'm kind of torn <laughs> But I think you, Chase and Brooklyn would make a good couple. I think it's going to take a while for them to get there. I think they would be a, a good couple. I think that that's who he's going to lean on whenever he finally finds out that Willow isn't in this marriage for the right reason. I don't know, though, because he's going to find out that she 
new. And then he's just going to be like, I can't trust anybody. No, because they're not going to tell him that at first. They're going to wait until they fall in love. And then he's going to oh, find perfect. out More lies. that yeah. she knew about it. And then that's going to cause them to break up. And we're going to have to go through all that drama. What is it with couples on the show? They get married and they can't stay married for more than a couple of weeks. Like, with the exception of Mac and Felicia, not one couple on the show has been married for longer than a month. You know? <laughs> Like, do you have to break them up all the time? Like Curtis and Jordan? Right. Yeah. Although I do like Curtis and Portia, so. I do too, actually. <laughs> Ever since she's joined the show and the first time that he saw her, I was like, ooh, there's something there. Yeah. And, you know, these police commissioners, you know, chasing down bad guys in their high heels. How practical is that? <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah. <laughs> And Anna, you know, I, I love Anna. I've been in love with, you know, Fanola Hughes since 1982. But for God's sakes, wear some practical shoes if you're going after bad guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, they have yet to make comfortable running high heels. Right. <laughs> At least that I've found. <laughs> Although I don't try to run in my heels too often. So No? You don't chase down bad guys? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Play basketball in, in high heels. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Oh, man, there's so many other good storylines. I love Roger Howard's new character. I love how he's he's come back. Roger Howard and Michael Easton both, when they come back as a new character, and I know people complain online, oh, I can't believe he's this new character. I totally believe it. Like, after the first couple of scenes with them, you forget about the previous character. Like, I've forgotten about Franco. Right. His mannerisms are different. The way he talks is different. His mood is different. I mean, going back to what you just said, why can't they just let people stay married? Liz needed Franco. Right. You know, they deserve, she, oh, that poor woman. Yeah, she's had a rough life. After all they had done to change Franco's character. Right. He deserved to have a happy ending. And those boys deserved to, like, they all deserved each other. Like, they could have had such a good impact. He could have had such a good impact on them growing up. And now they're just going to be like, okay, so your dad's dead. Your dad's dead. Right. Fighting over your his, dad's in jail all the time. <laughs> right. I know. He was a stable influence. Your dad's in Ireland and never wants to see you. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. I. This, you know, that's a, something I thought of. I've said, you know, decades ago on the show is that some of these poor kids have to suffer because of a deadbeat father because the actor decided to go on to another, you know, gig. <laughs> so like you know and as much as i i don't want lucky recast just because i've always loved lucky as lucky i feel like they had already set us up because he did have such a strong family connection to luke and laura that he would not abandon his kid like that right right exactly he was for twice but i mean but now as an adult want jonathan no it's, right. we will not accept anyone other than jonathan jackson yeah I Gr think. greg vaughn was mediocre at best and and the other kid which, which is too bad because it would have been nice for Jonathan Jackson. There's a scene where he was sitting down and he was looking at the plans of the device that the Cassidines used to freeze poor Charles. And he was marveling. And, and it wasn't, it was, um, I can't think of his name now, but it was the kid, um, uh, the blonde kid. He's on another soap opera now. I apologize. I, I should know this at the top of my head. But anyways, he's marveling at the fact that they created this device without the benefit of a microchip. And we're still able to freeze the city. And I just wished it was Jonathan Jackson playing that character, you know, enjoying that moment. Now what you're talking about, because we just watched it with, why did we just watch that? Um, because of them bringing back Stefan or bringing back. Oh no, we um, did the unfreezing of. Yes. Stavros, Stavros, yes, that was it. Yeah. Who was there? It was, Nicholas was there. Was Nicholas there? When they brought Lucky Stavros was there because they had. Dylan, Dylan, are you talking about Dylan? No. 
Darn it. Okay. No, I can't think of the actor's name. No, it was Lucky. He was sitting at like Kelly's or something looking at the blueprints of the Aww. machine. And he, had, he had just come off of being brainwashed by Helena. I can't remember what actor it was that was there then. I can see it. Yeah. I see all of them in my mind <laughs> right too. now. Fuzzy faces. And so here's what's going to happen. People are going to message us saying, I was yelling at you. Right. <laughs> this is the answer. <laughs> right. I think he's on... He's on like Days of Our Lives or something now. He just got an award, I think, an Emmy. But anyways, yeah, so the, sometimes you wish, you know, the original actors were in certain scenes. Like um, like even poor uh, the, uh, Taggart. They had to recast mm-hmm. him because he had health issues. And there was like an important scene when yes. it was the reunion between him and Trina. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And he totally we, missed out on that. We he were... missed the two. He missed yeah, that he was... and then being released from jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Poor Real. Yeah. Yeah, Real Andrews. <laughs> we interviewed him, too. He is awesome to talk to. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. So just out of curiosity, I, I know we're kind of uh, pressed for time here. What what other sh- daytime soaps have you guys watched at all? Or do you still watch? Are there any? I had watched, you know, the three, again, whenever I was younger with my mom. All my children wanted to live and then GH, just because they seem to roll into each other in a way. And since they took those off, I've just stuck with General Hospital. I can't get into the other ones. It feels like I'm betraying the General Hospital family. <laughs> and I've never watched any other ones until I, when we did a four or five, five-week series mm-hmm. on Anna Devane. We did creep over to AMC. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this show. <laughs> and now, um, yeah, we need to figure out how to get David Hayward on to General Hospital. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Had multiple reasons why they could have had him. And most recently, he could have been helping Lenny with his heart. But now it's cancer, so now it can't be him. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. Yeah, that would have been interesting. You know, I recently reached out to Gregory Harrison to be on the show, and they, they just basically got back to me and said, yeah, he's not interested. <laughs> Aw. I'm like, Aww. what? He was Gonzo Gates on Trapper John, and now he's on General Hospital. Come on. <laughs> right. I think there's a comfort level, though, too, with the technology, with the Zooms and everything, because there was one that that was basically what it was. They would want to try it, but might not be able to figure out Zoom. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> one thing I figured out, and maybe you haven't seen this, um, uh, when you create the Zoom invite, they list phone numbers that the person can call into. So they don't have to get on Zoom. They can literally call on right. the phone. Because I've been yeah. doing phone interviews, too, and then I finally realized that my the phone signal service was not good. But the Zoom seems to work great here. So now I'm starting to tell people, just call the number, and I'll highlight it for them and say, call that number. There's another platform used once or twice that was call-in. I forget what it was. Uber conference? Was that Uber conference? I think that was. It might have been. Hmm. Interesting. Quite a few things. Um, but just quickly jumping back to this here, I, I did dabble in Days of Our Lives back in the 90s because I had a couple friends that watched it. And there was one where the character Marlena was possessed by the devil. So I, f- I thought that was interesting. Watch that for a little while till the storyline ended. And then um, I did go back to that in the mid-2000s when... I had heard that the current storyline was there was a serial killer killing off all the main characters. And I was like, ooh, that sounds interesting. So I I did watch that, and then it turned out they all weren't dead. Their deaths were faked, and they ended up on this island that was a replica of the city they live in. (laughs) And then after (laughs) after a while, though, between that and GH and poor Charles, and I'm just like, I can't watch this many daytime soaps. (laughs) I I won't have time to watch my nighttime shows. You need to have your priorities. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there were a few other things I wanted to bring up real quick. One, oh, one was, oh, crap. I don't know if this conversation was this week or it might have been 
today's what Thursday, Friday. Hmm. All right, we'll have to circle back on that one. I'll put a pin in that. There's a there's a conversation okay. that Anna Devane has with another character that reminded me of a conversation that uh, Sean Donnelly had with Alan Quatermain one time. So okay. Um, I'll All come right. back to that at another point. But, um, so yeah, so anything else you guys want to say about GH and, and the direction? Oh, well, all right, here's one. The storyline. What about the whole Sunny Nina thing? She's another one digging herself deeper and deeper into a hole that she's not going to be able to get out of. He's going to end up pregnant by Sunny, and then he's going to remember who he is. <laughs> it's going to be another baby that he that Carly has to deal with that's not hers. That's awesome. <laughs> I just, I want to know how she's going to justify how badly lied and done things to get to Wiley and yet she is knowingly keeping Sonny from Wiley. Yeah, at this point I agree with you. If it were months ago I was saying, well she could argue that she didn't want to shock him and tell him who he was. She wanted to ease him into it and then you know, slowly bring him back but now she's starting to have feelings for him so she's like, not going to do that. (laughs) Right, but it doesn't even just betray that. It betrays her friendship with Ava, because how are you keeping Ava's daughter, Avery, away from her dad? Yeah. Yep. That and then her trust with Michael is going to be right? completely yep. broken. I just wish that they had had him make his own life, you know, because I, I do like the character of Mike. I mean, obviously, I miss Sonny, but I think it's a nice change to see Maurice Bernard, this type of character, because he's been playing Sonny for almost 30 years now, right. you know, so to see that break. But. I don't like that they've brought people from Port Charles into his world, you know, and that we're seeing this. I would have rather almost had, you know, it kind of like how we were talking about the person overhearing in the hospital, you know, like it's not. But then they conveniently don't do that because he's in the same hospital as Anna and Valentine. But that would have been great. That would have been great. (laughs) If, If Nina had never gone, like if Nina was nowhere in the mix. Right. I mean, I was excited for those scenes, Yeah. but it would have been so much more suspenseful and exciting to see that dynamic rather than, well, we know that Nina knows who he is and she's just doing whatever she can to keep him because she wants him to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And, and you know, I wonder if I, if there's any leg- legal issues with her doing that to him. I mean, she, I guess she's not oh. really committing a crime, is she? By not telling him who he is and sort of having him as a kept man. My gosh, that is an amazing question. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet not because he said, no, he doesn't want to know. Now he says that. Right. I still don't like that he's even said that, though, because eh, that's, we don't have another hour. <laughs> How the heck far away do they live that nobody's heard of Sonny? Nobody's seen his face in the paper? Right. I mean, right. <sighs> it's the it's region. He's, they're still in Pennsylvania, so it's like, you know, it, it, Port Charles is based on Buffalo, so it's not that far away that news would get out about Sonny's mob activities over the right. last, mm-hmm. like you said, the last thir- three decades. You know? Right. Yep. And But it's funny, though, too, because I think there's going to be an issue. The deeper he starts to fall in love with Nina and then he gets his memories back, not only is he going to be pissed that she didn't tell him, but he's also going to have these feelings for her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's digging herself and she's going to basically losing everybody's trust by doing this. I, I, I feel bad that it's almost going to be they're going to have to she's going to have to leave the show. Because nobody's going to like her. <laughs> it's not going to end well for her no matter what she does. Yeah. 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 She's like on this runaway horse and all she can do is just hold on at this point and hope for the, hope for the best. But I don't know what the way out would be. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that. Oh, yeah. And I think Sonny coming back, if he does get his memories back, which we, he probably will, you know he's going to show up just in time to stop the wedding of Jason and Carly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's just like... 
you know, that whole story, that Jason and Carly thing really irritates me because there's so many different ways they could have done that. But all right. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't thank you, Amanda and Shannon, enough for coming on the show. And, you know, we probably could sit here and talk for hours and hours more about yes. you. <laughs> we'll definitely have to do this again because. I want to know what your other questions are. Right, exactly. There's so much more to go over. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I do know, like, I'm not caught up. So okay, right. yeah, no, okay, I good. Totally I was like, was that. I just talking for myself there? <laughs> no, nope. okay. that's like, well, every time thing a thing pops up on my phone, it's like a spoiler. I have to like avert my eyes and s- swipe it away because I don't want to see it. You know. <laughs> I yes. have so many notifications turned off for that reason alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes either one of us, my wife or, or I, will sit down and watch it, and then. One of us will look at the other and go, I saw a spoiler today. <laughs> the other one's like, don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then the scene comes up. That was the scene. There was only one time where Amanda got away with giving me a spoiler. And that was because Taggart was coming back. And I had been talking about him so much. And I don't even know why. Because I talk about Faith Roscoe a lot, too. Right. Because like, those were my favorite times was like the Taggart, Faith. Yeah. Set. Yeah. And everything. And then she's like, so I think we're going to talk about Taggart for one one. I'm like, why? <laughs> and she was doing me a favor. Yes. To let, give me enough time to prepare. But she was still mad. <laughs> so I wasn't necessarily <laughs> mad. I was just like, oh my gosh. I, I think I was shocked. And yeah, there was a lot of emotions going on. <laughs> I cried when we interviewed him, didn't yes. I? Yes, she totally fanned girl. It was so cute. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, and then, you know, yeah, that's I one did. thing that you made me think of, too, is that there's a, there's a story thread between Sonny and Taggart that they never, ever resolved because Sonny never just came out and said it. Because Taggart was always angry with Sonny because Sonny killed Deke, who was mm-hmm. Taggart's mentor. But the right. reason Sonny ended up killing him was because Deke was his stepfather and used to beat the crap out of him and shove him in the closet, which caused him to become claustrophobic. And All if right. he had just said that at some point to Taggart, they could have gotten past a lot of the animosity that they had. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now where they are on the same page. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, at this, totally point, agree. at this point, Carly could tell him because obviously Sonny's still out of the picture, but if it ever comes up in a conversation, she could say, oh yeah, well, this is really what happened. And he would have a total change of heart. But the other... Yeah, the, that's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm like, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other storyline they did resolve, which I kind of forgot about and I was glad they did, um, was the Jocelyn Diary thing with Dev. I'm glad they picked yes. that thread up and completed it. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of little threads out there that they just kind of, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe they think it's just not working as a story or they end up killing a character and there's no sense in going there. But it's like, I wish they would just pick up certain threads. And th- But then, remember, a couple of years ago, there was that whole period where they were bringing back actors like um, Judson Scott and all these characters from the 80s were coming back. And f- yeah, for just like one or two episodes, and it was great. It's I think we keep, we try to keep track of. So at the end of the year, we do a like annual recap, and we do cover, or we say, and here's the storylines that went nowhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you guys so much again. You know, like I said, we could talk for hours, and I apologize for continuing it a little further than I meant to. But <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> so, t- can you tell our listeners where they can find you and the show online? Sure, we're on all major platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, Pandora, iTunes, or iHeart radio right all that um we have a website pure54podcast.com we're on instagram twitter i think it's just the general hospital 411 we're currently under construction on it (laughs) (laughs) and 
yeah, General Hospital 411. Excellent. Excellent. Can you just say that one more time? You broke up. General Hospital what? Oh, sorry. General Hospital Fans 411 is our group on Facebook. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks again, ladies. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Likewise. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Thank you for having us. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode discussing soap operas and in particular General Hospital. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I highly recommend that you watch the show and maybe you'll get hooked on it like the rest of the millions of fans out there. And please check out Amanda and Shannon's podcast, Pier 54, a General Hospital podcast. Remember, you can send your feedback to thenisnow42 at gmail.com. You can also join in the conversation at our Facebook Then Is Now podcast group. Then Is Now podcast is a proud member of the Dorkening Podcast Network, so please be sure to check out the other great shows there at thedorkening.com. You can also visit our website at havenpodcasts.com where you'll find our sister show, The East Meets the West, in which we discuss Shaw Brothers films and spaghetti western movies. And Then Is Now is on YouTube, so please visit youtube.com slash user slash UncleDeath1 to get the latest videos as well as other fun videos. Please subscribe to our YouTube page and also share the video versions of our podcast with your friends and get them to subscribe as well. Don't forget to go wherever you download your podcast from and leave us a great review so more listeners can find us. You can find us on all the podcasting apps, especially the big three, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Class dismissed. Now podcast is intended for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during this podcast are the property of their copyright holders. All original content is copyright Jupiter Media. For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com.